0: FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Nightmares We Give, Innocence We Steal. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Friday, November 3rd in the year 2023. Patriots, we have a clown world, if we haven't figured that one out. And at the core of all things, as we've been talking about, are children. But in between the children and their games, and the games of these international criminal cabal, is the idea of keeping people so confused that they literally don't know which way is up, can't figure their self out, are separated from God, and ultimately wander in this desert of chaotic insanity driven by a news media that's run by intelligence agencies, with the sole purpose of keeping people enslaved. This is the war of deception, one of the greatest wars of deception and information warfare against an innocent mass of people ever waged in the history of humanity. All tools are in play, and these people are doing everything they can to ensure that truth becomes a plurality, and that people take sides to hate each other, to fight each other, and to ultimately keep a permanent divide that can never be overcome. I don't personally believe that's what's going to hold, but the reality is that it's what we face in this fight. Patriots, before we get going tonight, be aware that food is a weapon system, and they are using food in a devastating way to try to control populations and have done so for decades. Now it's coming home to the United States. We've seen the breakdown of farming issues with crops being put in fallow, underproduction of certain key crops. We've seen the breaking down of supply chain systems We see food processing plants burning across the nation. All of this is leading to a shortage and other crises. And then we see what's going on in the Middle East as Hamas and other fighting age males flood into this nation. You can see the plants and where they're intending to go. So be prepared. And that's the bottom line. Be prepared. This isn't something to get panicked about. It's something to be wise about. And critical to your preparedness plan has to be a food system. My Patriot Supply is the largest emergency food supplier in the nation. They have an incredible array of products in their best line right now. The three-month emergency food kits are available at our website at preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. If you order in the same day, you're going to get shipping out there the same day. This is an incredible product. They have the three-month emergency kit, 2,000 calories per day, just with lots of flavorful meals, keeps you healthy, keeps you mentally strong in the midst of this fight, and it's something you can count on for 25 years of shelf life. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Use that link to see what's available in the three-month emergency food kits. Get one for every member of your family and do it as the best insurance policy you can today. You will not be disappointed you did. It's one of these things that you want to have in the case of emergency. And even if you don't have that emergency, you're going to be glad you invested in it. You need to have it on hand, especially in the crisis we face today. So again, preparewithbards.com. All right, what I want to begin with here is a perspective on something that is, I found that kind of sets the whole conditions of the way our whole narrative on the globe is being shaped by an elite group that is trying to make us all guilty and criminal in the same breath. Take a listen.
1: Globally, I want to address this moment of peril for the Jewish people worldwide as we witness a disturbing spike in anti-Semitic hate speech and even instances of violence against Jews and Israelis following the October 7th massacre. Today, the National Security Council and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs put out an unusual global travel warning. We are calling on all citizens of Israel to exercise heightened caution when traveling anywhere abroad. We know that Jewish communities and their institutions, Israeli diplomatic missions, and airports handling flights to and from Israel are key targets for anti Semites and violent anti Semites. The National Security Council is urging all Israelis to consider whether any foreign travel anywhere in the world is necessary at this dangerous moment. Citizens planning to travel to countries with specific travel warnings are asked to postpone their visits, and we emphasize. Arab and Middle Eastern states, the Northern Caucasus, and countries bordering Iran. We are also asking citizens, and truly I cannot believe that we are doing this, we are asking all citizens to avoid displaying any outward signs of their Israeli or Jewish identity when traveling anywhere in the world. If you must travel, please make sure that you have the numbers of emergency services and the local Israeli embassies on speed dial, keep away, from the anti-Israel pro-jihad protests and remain alert and vigilant about your surroundings at all times. And
0: just like that, criticizing Israel, you just became an anti-Semite. Just like that. That quick didn't take very long, did it? They have set the rules in place globally that if you make any criticism to Israel, if you question this war in any fashion, if you challenge their government, you are immediately put in the class of an anti-Semite. And this is a major problem, and it's because they have created a class of people that's untouchable, and this government of Israel is not untouchable. In fact, it's anything but. Now, we're not talking about the people that are following Jesus in Israel, but that's not the majority of people that live in Israel. The majority of them have rejected Jesus, and I would say they tread closer on atheism than anything else, because they follow the Talmud which is its root takes you back to Babylon. And that's one of the reasons that Israel has become a safe haven for pedophiles. So at this moment in time, what I just gave you in that little speech of my own has classified me as a dangerous citizen of anti-Semitism and hate speech because I dare question the international cabal, criminal cabal of power that has leveraged every government in the world to toe its line and mandatorily support Israeli policies or face response from them, which is their rules of basically now they're just using the entire internet to proclaim hate speech. I wanted you to listen to this by the Reese Report and take a listen on this origins of hate speech.
2: Climate denier, racist, Nazi, and anti-Semitism are words that have been exhaustively misused to psychologically beat people into a submission of shame. It is a human control technology that works on many people. When you point out the facts which expose the man-made global warming theory as a hoax, you are called a climate denier or a science denier. We are expected to trust the science even if it doesn't scientifically add up. The group mind has been conditioned to look down upon those who question the official narrative. And the word denier, or denial, has been made into a curse. This deceptive wordplay, along with the term hate speech, both stem from the Holocaust denial trials of the 1980s. In 1983, the founder of the Canadian Holocaust Remembrance Association, who was a Holocaust survivor, filed a private complaint against German-born citizen Ernst Zundel before the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. In 1984, the Ontario government joined the criminal proceedings and Zundel was charged of spreading false news by publishing the book, Did Six Million Really Die? The Truth At Last. He was not making claims that the Holocaust did not happen, just that it did not happen as we were told. The main argument was simply challenging the number 6 million. Many others have worked out the math and concluded that 6 million would have been impossible based on multiple logistical factors. The charge against Zundel alleged that he knowingly published a false statement intended to stoke racial intolerance. He was found guilty by two juries, but was acquitted by the Supreme Court of Canada in 1992 who ruled it was a violation of the Guarantee of Freedom of Expression under the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. But in 1995, Ewald Althans got three and a half years imprisonment in Germany for asking the same question. From a logical perspective, discussing observable reality should not be so emotionally offensive. But Zundel was a fan of Hitler and was surrounded by extreme neo-Nazis, so there was no sympathy for his persecution and the term Holocaust denier became the absolute worst thing anyone could be charged with. Zundel left Canada and moved to the United States. In 2003, Germany issued a warrant for his arrest. U.S. authorities arrested him for violating immigration rules and deported him to Canada, where he was tried, found guilty, and given the maximum sentence of five years in prison for violating the Volkswehr-Hetzung law in the German penal code which bans incitement of hatred. This quickly evolved into the term hate speech, and those paying attention could see that this would soon be used against anyone the government wanted to silence. The Zionist government, who funds and operates Hamas under the Mossad Maxim, by way of deception, thou shalt do war, is openly calling for genocide of all Palestinian people under the banner of their God. Are we still bad people for asking logical questions based on observable facts? The number six million has been ritually used by Zionists since their official beginning in the late 1800s, decades before the Holocaust. It obviously means something. Six million is a six followed by six zeros, and so it can represent 66. 66 is also two-thirds, The Hebrew prophet Zechariah wrote that two-thirds of the nation of Israel will be cut off and die. Many believers of biblical prophecy believe that this mass blood sacrifice is necessary in order for their Messiah to return. The Zionists seem to be no friend of the Jewish people, but by simply showing this information, many of you are triggered into thinking that I am an anti-Semite, a racist, or even a Nazi. And yet all I am doing is reporting on the unbiased scientific inquiry that people have had for decades in the pursuit of truth. Mind control is a real threat, and we are all affected. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
0: Oh, well, Patriots, you can see that the way things have been framed across the globe in such a way as to make it impossible to speak out against anything that the governments don't want you to speak about, obviously. And using hate speech is the baseline of this. And right now, the number one issue of hate speech is the war that's being waged by the Israeli government to complete genocide an entire population. Now, let's not sink in a minute, because when we come back here to the States and we start to see this, I want you to imagine some of the riots that happened in 2020, Antifa, BLM, I want you to imagine those groups being let loose in such a way, even coming up, Hamas that's on our soil, fighting age males that are coming in from Somalia, Costa Rica, Haiti Haiti, excuse me, Nicaragua. They're coming in en masse. They're being funded and moved by our government. They're being placed in camps. They're being given weapons caches across this land. And all of this is being orchestrated by the intelligence agencies who control the message and control the institutions which links us all back to the Zionists that control the governments of the world. And so this isn't an issue of Israel; it's an issue of an elite class of people who actually have their origin in Ukraine. And that's a group of people that at one point along the way was given the right to choose a religion, and they chose to be Jewish, and that was given to them by the Czar that was fighting them from Russia. Because they were such horrific and horrible people, they had to stop them. They believed in blood sacrifice. They were Satanists as we know it today. And that line of people infiltrated all the governments of the world, ultimately tied in with the black pope and other secret societies, which links us to Rome and a variety of other things. And so we're sitting in an organization right now where the governments of the world are not what we think they are. They're hand puppets of an elite that see the people as chattel and use the people to constantly create wars, which creates an unbelievable level of profit, unbelievable level of destruction and rifts in blood and sacrifices at the same time to worship into their gods that they believe in. And so right now, when we sit and look at this war that's going on in the Middle East, as we have the fools dancing around taking sides, At the center of all of this is the reality that children are dying and you have two sides waging war on the same. And they're all being funded by the same people. And yet those that are sitting on the outside are taking sides. Churches are taking sides. Churches are pushing people to go support Israel Well, mosques and imams are pushing people to go support Muslims. And we're starting to tee off. And if you take that route back to its origin. You're going to find that it's all the same people funding this. It's literally two ends to the middle. By deception, we wage war, which is the Ouroboros with the d- dragon in its tail in its mouth. This is the war that we're currently in, on a global level. And the only thing stopping that war from spreading and becoming divisive and destructive on every aspect of humanity, with blood rifts and divisions that will never be healed, are those that choose to walk truly in an enlightened place in the body of Christ and understand that this is not something of humanity but something of evil and that we are not of this world but we walk as stewards, princes, and priests of this world and it is our role to bridge the difference and bring in the power of love and peace. But if you're one of those that is standing on the side of this and jumping in the middle of taking sides in this war, then you're just fueling one of the most destructive agents ever to been deployed on humanity and it's being And you are being manipulated, you are being puppeteered by the lies and the propaganda, the the twisting and turning of scripture to be used as an ideological weapon system. And all of this is centered on people's free will, every bit of it, which is in itself just absolutely stunning, if not incredible in itself.
3: Take a listen to this short piece united states government does not represent the united states people israeli government does not represent jewish people hamas does not represent all of palestine and if you can't understand that and have a discussion your iq is very low and that's the problem that we have in america where people get highly emotional about things and cannot have a real discussion this is no different than why you can't talk about the black crime rate in this country can't talk about it if you talk about it you're a and racist. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not a racist. I'm pro-American. and I would like to cure this problem that actually hurts a lot of our, our fellow Americans, which happen to be black people. So I would like to address this issue. And until we can have open conversations and be people that can actually say things and have a little courage, none of these problems can be solved.
0: None of these problems can be solved until people get the maturity to be able to speak the truth. Now, in the midst of all of this, and you have to start asking the question as well, is what is the objective here? Obviously, we have an objective of creating constant chaos, civil war, fights, warfare between borders, getting everybody to divide. We have that. That's understandable. And that's that's very profitable in the sense of economics because war is profitable. But on the same time, it is another dimension of this, which is preparing people for the upcoming Great Reset. And what is that? To get to that place, to have a one-world government, to have a one-world currency, you have to get people so worn down, so disgusted, so put out with what they currently are and are doing that they have to reject all government. They have to reject everything that they have known and turn to an an elite state and say, I want you, I want you, literally, to take it all away, my rights, my rights. Everything because it doesn't work. We can't trust humanity. And therefore, what we need to do is we need to give up all of our rights and trust in a centralized government that won't be elected, but that will take care of us. This is the nanny state gone draconian hell. And then I want you to make sure that we have this easy way of paying for everything. And oh, yeah, I don't want to have to work but i really what i really want please is is a, is an easy income i don't want to just have to spend my time at a job that's useless well that's coming and to get that placed to all these pieces we have to understand very clearly how they're getting there war is the critical vehicle to do all of this because war and the chaos of the information war those two saturations are breaking people down you have to break people down emotionally spiritually mentally so that they become receptive to the next level of what you're doing. And the next level is, and then you have to have a physical blood war. What this does is it causes literal casualties and pain and loss. They've done the quiet, silent war, which is the war against us using the vax. And with that, there's been an increasing damage across the the spectrum on all things. I mean, just look at this simple statistic. The U.S. infant mortality rate rose 3% with 20,538 deaths recorded in 2022. Why do you think that happened? We know why this is happening. This is all rooted in the VAX. All of this. And I will guarantee you, when you look at the infant mortality rate that rises in the U.S. and you tie that back to parents that took the injections, babies are dying young and babies that are getting injected young, all of these things are causing an increase in this mortality rate. This has been a war on kids from the beginning. There's over 3,400 children murdered in this war in between Israel and Hamas. And there's globally, this is a continuing process where they need to sacrifice the innocents to bring in their new order. But everything is always about the children. That's the root. That's the core they go after. And they're continuing to wage war on it. But for us to not even stand up to these things, for us to not see it, for us to not be radically objective, objecting to gender mutilation and these gender transitions that they're doing, for us not to stand up and say there'll be no more abortion or what's going on in Ohio, for us to even allow a bill to get so far along the way that it potentially could pass and legalize pedophilia, legalize abortion at any age, and legalize any sort of transition surgery without parental approval. For us to get to that place, they have to break you. And they have been breaking you. Step by step, they've been breaking the public with this massive sensationalism of news media, the constant saturation of death and destruction, chaos. Because in the world of chaos, you can't stay anchored. And everybody's part of this, even this Trump show that's going on with him in court. All of this is the constant chaos, the churning, the keeping your eyes off the, the important things. We have two major themes right now because the covid con has been dying off but the two major themes right now are this war in israel notice ukraine has kind of disappeared cuz it didn't it's done it's over it didn't work didn't stick and then we have this other issue with the war in israel and then we give you this other entertainment which is the entertainment of president trump in court and it is a show. It's, a, it's an absolute entertainment show because they're keeping your eyes off of the things that matter. While that's happening, you've got over 200,000 children that have gone missing over the southern border. You have Hamas fighters. You have fighters from all sorts of other groups, Al-Qaeda, cartel, flooding in from around the world, flooding into our border, and people are paying attention to wondering whether Trump's going to get out of his, his trial okay. This is the clown show. And this is the clown show that they do so well. And it's what ultimately leaves us with the nightmares of the reality of where our country is. And it strips us of our innocence and our love to be human beings again. And it's not that we can't get it back, but we're not going to get back there without a lot of pain. And it's going to take a lot of personal sacrifice to be able to get back there. But this is the world in which we now live in. In the meantime, we have U.S. that sends drones over to the Gaza Strip. We have sent some of our elite units over there to assist Israel. And this entire perspective of war has been shifted to where there's only one side we can legally and must trust, and that's Israel. And they are the ones that are running the narrative here. They're the ones that are controlling the budgets here. This is a country where our congressmen, the majority of them, have dual citizenship. And that dual citizenship is with Israel. That shouldn't even be allowed, but it is. And how about those Codell trips? Those trips that they take, Congress takes, where do they go? Israel? Israel is that safe haven for pedophiles. It's just how they get people roped in. They control them through the the sex with children and the blackmail that that happens. You don't have to listen to me about that. Listen to General Flynn about it. Same thing. And in the midst of all of this, as all this chaos is happening, they're starting to wake up that alternative that they want you to say yes to. Because in order to have a a one world government, in order to have a single digital currency, you have to have an engine that can manage it all. And that's called artificial intelligence. And as that raises up, that's the whole grid network that they continue to build, 5G, surveillance cameras, and everything gets roped into one thing. And as they get roped into that one thing, It's all that one control grid so you can't move, breathe, you can't pick your nose without somebody knowing what's going on. That's a reality. And it's a tough one to face because that reality right there is the prison which they want you to live in. Patriots, real quick, gold is an issue. Our currency is falling. They're not playing games with this. And if you have a 401k or IRA, you want to get that in a position where you know that that retirement savings will be safe. And to get there, what you need to do is to get something that will back it that won't be just paper. Ideally, you want to have precious metals backing your IRA in a deferred tax account. And what is who can handle that? That's Birch Gold. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's, again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get that out there, and you'll receive a free info kit, study it, then you can call Birch Gold. The fastest way to get into Birch Gold's pipeline is pretty easy. You step into that, and what they will do is they will help you move your existing 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed account and, and then just work with them. They're here to help you. They're here to make sure that your retirement savings you've worked so hard to get does not get lost in this turmoil of a great reset as they move us into the CBDC and they move us into these digital currencies and this destructive place of stealing your money where banks literally are going to have control over everything. So get yourself positioned right. Call, dial, or type in 989898. That's your texting number and send the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Get your free info kit today from Birch Gold. You will not be disappointed. It's a free info kit. It's a free call. Take advantage of it. Get educated. Do what you can to preserve your wealth. So here we are. We're in this war. And this war is being driven with main objectives and goals. And the only way they can move you where they want you is to have you broken, to break you down, to wear you down. And so this latest now, as we look at AI, Elon Musk has been pretty open about that. And this AI is designed ultimately to take and strip away most jobs. They want to simplify the life, force people into these tiny little city boxes, take away your right to exist, isolate you from the world, divide us among each other, limit you what you can use on social media, making sure that if you say the slightest thing that's out of line, that they're going to take away your money, that's the social credit score. They're going to limit your mobility, that's a social credit score. Limit your access to the web and isolate people more and more. If there's one lesson that came out of COVID con, it is that as you isolate people, they become weak and they become sick. And then ultimately they give in because it's too much pressure for most people to handle to stand up against an evil cabal that we're dealing with right now. So we are in a very critical window of people waking up and asking the hard questions. But AI is not designed for people. It's designed for governments because AI is that managing tool that allows them to monitor, track, and control, and move the herd. And we are the herd. And all of this is going to come down to decisions of the individual, hard decisions, and decisions that will put us in a situation of where we have to start deciding whom we serve. All of these options that are being put before us right now, every bit of them are designed to control us. Electric cars, all part of this master plan to limit your mobility, have a complete electronic system that they can shut off remotely. They've even put in kill switches for vehicles starting in 2025, but the electric vehicles are the easiest. And they'll make it in such a way that only a handful of people, if they have their way, will have these vehicles. It will be the elite. It will be the ones that have complied with their rules which usually entails something like raping children and they will become the new masters of the universe and the rest of everybody will be slipped away into little prison camps that they call smart cities and you'll get fed these little driplets of food which come from bugs and you're going to have your politicians smiling and you're going to have your politicians reassuring you and offering you more free stuff and as people start to debate this or protest against this. They're going to quell it violently. And then those that see that violence, they'll, they'll pull back because they'll be afraid of having the same thing done to them. That's what all this is about, making examples of people that dare to question their authority in the system. And then, of course, part of that, you have to infiltrate. And to infiltrate, you need to get people into inside of these protest groups or Just hire some people to start the protest. And if they will come in and start the protest, then they're not going to be at fault. Ultimately, it's going to be everybody else. And you have to come to a place where ultimately you realize that these governments are tyrannies. They don't want anything to do with you. They want only everything to do with controlling you. We've talked a lot about this over the last few years and we're kind of coming to a critical moment in our time when all of these pieces are coming together and we can see them, we can see their plan very clearly. They've been infiltrating the schools, getting the schools corrupted so that the next generation of kids come up accustomed to the corruption, not accustomed to a life without it. Gender theory has become a principal issue for that generation. Critical race theory. The guilt of being white has been part of another part of the common core where answers don't matter, but being an illiterate illiterate idiot is rewarded. All of this to dumb down a culture, to damage it to such a degree that no matter what, it can never rise again. This is punishment here for ultimately trying to be free. This is punishment for desiring to have God in our schools. this is punishment for desiring to put God first above them. Luciferians hate God. And this is their action here over and over to try to drive it home to us that we shall suffer the price for having denied them the right to enslave us. And they're working overtime. All of this ultimately comes back to the same things. And it's always local action that makes national change. We've been too compliant with all of this. The sinking of the Titanic ultimately in the last 100 and some plus years is really where all this began. Because once they sank the Titanic, which wasn't really the Titanic, it was the sister ship. And what was on that sister ship were the key people that were standing in the way of the elites that wanted to start the Federal Reserve. And once that happened, this plan went into play. And everything we can imagine they used against us because they had the science to know what to tear it apart. We're, we're just now catching up. I mean, even the concept of using, of changing the frequency and going to 440 hertz instead of 432. That was done by the Rockefellers. They bought up a whole block of buildings in, in Chicago, and one of those was the, building, the business that made bells for churches, and they changed it. Why would somebody do that? Because they knew the science of healing. They knew the sciences that were from the old world, and they were taking them for their own and turning in the corruptible things into the people so people would begin to grow weak. Their health and their body would begin to wear down. Their minds would not mature. They understood exactly what television was when they brought it in. It was to tell a vision to program people to think a certain way. They've understood all of this all along, steps ahead of us, and we're in a point right now where we have choices to make and can make them logically and do the right thing. But it takes a spine, and it takes authority to do things, and it takes authority to do things for the right purposes, not the wrong ones. That means we have to start making hard decisions about what is truly morally correct and biblically in line. You have candidates out here right now, for example, that are supporting Israel openly. And we know that's wrong because there is no side to take an award that genocides children. But you're not hearing that sort of discussion because they need to keep people rifted and divided. Congress isn't shutting the border. They're talking about shutting the border while more thousands of people float, float across. That's because of their master plan. They already know that they've set a time bomb into people's veins with the COVID-con, that they will continue to die off and there will be a physical shortage of labor. So they have to replace it. And they're not going to replace it by improving birth. They're going to replace it by importing labor that will be more slave-friendly. And that same labor will be used to backfill a military as if they can get the war going because there will be a shortage of recruits. So they will offer fast-track citizenship for anybody that wants to go into the military fight for the United States and then come back and be a citizen. Where else did we do that? We saw it in the Civil War. The North used the Irish that were coming across, literally as they came off the boat, it was the husband would go fight for the war and the the kids and the mother would be sent off to the barrios and slums in New York. These techniques are not new. They're just being reshaped over and over to try to ensure the destruction at its very core of this United States. And those violence gangs that come up or the cartels that are now starting to align with other gang members to try to create a massive trafficking of children. There's no protections for kids. Children are on the block to obliterate. And that's always the same thing. They're always after the kids. Because if you can get to the root of a nation and get to the root of the family, you can divide and conquer to such a degree that a nation will never unite again. So what is it about us that makes us such a living threat? And ultimately, it's the Declaration of Independence. That's where it all began, because not only did we receive our rights from God, but we also were given the understanding that under that, government was subordinate to the people, which means we had a choice, they didn't. And even better is that we have a right to overthrow any government that rises up that isn't against the people. We have that right, but more than a right, we have that duty because it says so. That's our contract. That's our covenant with God in this nation. Not enough people read it. Not enough people embrace what it says. But this is a time for us to to place our sacred honors on the table. We are not going to vote our way out of this hell. It's not going to happen. At the very least, there needs to be set up a provisional government as it was in the beginning of 17, in the 1700s. And we need to be sitting in a position to start aligning, understand that this country is not going to survive with this current tyranny. And if we try to believe in some fashion or another that you're going to vote your way out of this, we're going to end up in a worse situation than we were before because the naivety of that is going to allow for the variety of things that they're trying to do, which includes disarming, because they're going to have enough people then trying to vote their way out that there's going to be compromise in order to get compromise. They will gladly walk you into the trap of promising you that we'll be peace forever, but we need to give up guns and we need to give out certain rights so that they can give us the things that we so desire, which is free money and more crap from Walmart. So it's really important to come to an understanding that this war is not one that's going to be easy and it's not one that's going to walk walk its way out peacefully. Peace takes a different form. And when we talk about not walking out peacefully, what am I talking about? This is first and foremost, as I've said over and over, a spiritual war. But this spiritual war isn't one of just hugs and kisses. This spiritual war is literally getting into the dens and the dark places where Jesus doesn't exist and having the courage and walking with God to be able to challenge people and bring them to Christ. That might mean walking into a cartel stronghold. That might mean getting into a Bloods and Crips stronghold. That might mean getting into a den of thieves or sex traders. Either way, you've got to get in. It doesn't mean you negotiate with everybody either. There are certain crimes that God is not going to condemn you for if we deal with them ourselves. One of those would be pedophiles. And while I can give you an example, which would be Dahmer, of God's forgiveness of him in the end, I don't have any hesitation that when we deal with the crimes against children and pedophiles that are growing at a rapid rate like a bad cancer or foot fungus, that we have the responsibility to arrest that movement and to stop it and put an end to it for the sake of the gift of children. But all of this is going to be umbrellaed and couched under a constant media propaganda machine that's going to try to villainize anything that takes action against it. This is the matrix in its full form. And you have to be prepared for the fact that they will come at you. They will make accusations to you. They will call you things like anti-Semite, racist, hate speech guy because you dare to challenge the narrative. The real question is, how long will these people that live in the narrative continue to believe in the narrative? Because this is, it's end of the day, it solves so quickly. All people have to do is step back, not participate, and the system falls apart. But they know that that is a long ways from happening. So we come to a point here where we have to start making some heavy assessments in our nation. What institutions are sacred and can retain remain? What institutions must be risen up to make the change? And here's the sad story and the good story at the same time. Nearly every institution, which includes the majority of churches, need to be raised to the ground, meaning destroyed. And with this other side of people looking for hope, it means we, the people, have to do the work to rebuild from bottom up. That includes governance, that includes faith spaces, our relationship with God, the way that we live and operate in a community for food, and the things that we buy and sell, our medical, the way we treat ourselves, the way we keep ourselves healthy, what we eat, what we do with our hands. How we educate our children, how we worship God. All of those things together, when we put that in, but it sounds very familiar and it should because this is county by county. And in county by county, we start to get into the depths of what we're really trying to get to, which is to restart this nation from the grassroots level of the home. So this is a clown show we're in, trust me. And violence is their game, chaos is their game. And they are after a situation where people are so turned upside down that when they finally step into the arena and they say, we have an answer they want and will get if this continues, people raising up their hands and saying, amen, thank you, what do you need? And they will say, one world religion because we'll all get along. One world currency because we all want to spend the same thing. One world government because you need people to take care of you. And the AIs will bind us all together. That's the vision. It's not tough to see. This is where they're headed. And we have that choice of saying no, not just no, but hell no. And in shifting and pivoting from that, then we have to say, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And this is why building local community gets to be so important in this critical hour. So we have to make a decision now of whom we shall serve. I'm not serving this cabal. I don't care the cost. I don't care the threat to friends and family. I will not step into that arena. And so I want to close with these thoughts and I want you to just take them to prayer and think about what I'm going to say. There is a cost that everyone is going to have to pay. You have to decide where you stand with this because to stand with God, to walk with Christ and to truly speak truth into the world, there'll be an X on your back. I don't know what that looks like, in what they, when they execute that. But I know that the farther we go down this place of standing up against this evil, there will be all resources deployed against us. And this is where we have to decide what the sacrifice by Christ is worth for us. Is it to simply sit on the side and wait for a moment when he shall return to save us so we don't have to do anything? Or did it really mean this? That our obligation in this world has always been to never bow, to understand that we are behind enemy lines and to continue to fight and to fight against this tyranny with the weapons of war that God gives us, which begins with prayer. It extends to healing the broken. It extends to casting out demons. It extends to raising the dead. But there's these other capstone things like the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing greater works than he. And ultimately, down that way, after you've exhausted those, or even if you've used them extensively, you may have a need to raise a sword of steel. But keep in mind that as that happens, you won't question that because God will lead that and your hand will become his hands. And in so doing, you will see the war that God wants to wage. But our primary method of battle, we begin every single day by waging war against strongholds and fortresses. But understand that that is taking on the enemy and we have authority over the enemy when they come after us. In the principalities, maybe not. That's a whole other discussion for another show. But we have to have authority in our hearts, belief in our hearts that we can overcome. And when we wage a war like that, constantly against the enemy, never letting the enemy sleep because they don't let you sleep either if they have a choice. And we start to wage war against that enemy through prayer and intercession and listening to the Holy Spirit and getting the insights of how to tear the enemy away from somebody and free somebody through deliverance. Then baptism in water and baptism by fire and all of these pieces we start to put together. We're able to one by one raise up an army and for every one that you pull aside, that becomes another one in the ranks to help free somebody else. Set yourself free. Keep yourself free help others to become free. And as we do this, the army expands. And this is what's happening on a grand level, but we have to go harder and faster for what we do. Because once we get this enemy on its heels, and there are some indications that this enemy is getting extremely concerned about what's coming at it, we must pursue this enemy ruthlessly, relentlessly, and not give it any room to breathe. Because this enemy needs to be exiled forever and the damage that they do to the children should be enough to mobilize a global force against them. But again, sadly, people have become so saturated with the chaos and the uncertainties and the fears of a world that is run by a bag of liars and fools and thieves. So take some time to get to know your neighbor. Take some time to get to know who in your neighborhood you can help walk into a a better path in love and in Christ. Don't go door knocking, proselytizing. Try doing something profound like just sharing a loaf of bread. Having a conversation over coffee. Walk with Jesus. Don't just speak the words. And now raise up your neighborhood as in the body of Christ. Leveling it up. Because at the end of the day, we are all held accountable for this time. Nations will be judged. And this is no time to play. This enemy doesn't sleep. And as much as we can, we can't sleep either. The good news is there's a lot more of us than them. But we're not united enough yet. And that's where we have to work. All right, patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight very humbled and blessed with everything that we have been given and everything that we do. You continue to extend love to us, guide us, protect us in all things that we are and all things that we do. Father, in this hour, we just ask for the continued clarity and discernment before us so that we can walk in such a place to know you more deeply, to hear your voice more purely and to see the steps before us with the precision that you need us to see them. Father, this is a time that you've called us and we are hearing your voice. And we're stepping up on the line knowing very well that this world at war is designed ultimately to enslave us and to strip us from our very core of love and relationship with you, and that will not stand. Not only do we defy defy this, but we now stand against this in the mightiness of the body of Christ, declaring ourselves to be the children of the Most High in this critical hour. So, Father, we reach up now, hands up, and we say, Father, provide for us the greater tools for this war. Anoint us with the understanding and knowledge to step into this enemy's realm and lay siege. Provide us with a heart of fearlessness to know that wherever we go, we are truly part of the one body in Christ and that no weapon forged against us shall succeed. And Father, give us those eyes to see and those ears to hear with such precision, such detail that not a single thing is missed and no enemy is ever left to run astray. And most of all, Father, give us that compassion of the heart to feel To feel the children, to feel the love that they need to heal and to bring them home. Guide us in this hour, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. I will see you at Fishers of Men. Walk with Jesus. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us, he'll never forsake us, and in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless, and out for now.